Father in heaven, we thank you for this time. We thank you uh, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And Lord, it is become a, it is because of you. It is because of our relationship with Jesus Christ that we are here to worship you today. Lord, if there's one that doesn't know you, I pray that you draw them by the power of your spirit. Father, I pray that you would speak through your servant today, uh, through Pastor Chris, and that you would open up our hearts and our eyes that we might receive from you. As we worship you now, Father, may you be honored and glorified. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I want to say good morning uh, to you all. Counted a privilege to be back with you once again. And thank you so very much to uh, Pastor Ron for the invite and certainly a joy to come and share uh, with our Rock Point family who has been so instrumental in helping us to minister to those in the South Dallas Fair Park uh, community by you reaching beyond your community here in uh, Flower Mound, helping us to make a difference. Uh, in a neighborhood where many have lost hope and whom Jesus would oftentimes refer to as the least of these, uh, those who are going through difficult times in their lives. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so very much for this day that you have granted unto us. And we pray now that as we look into your word that you would inspire and challenge us to be all that you desire for us to be. Help us, God, to uh, not leave like we came. Help us to Uh, See some insight in your word that will change our lives. For we give your name the praise, the glory, and the honor. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to invite you to join with me in the book of John, chapter 13, as Jesus talks about and uh, challenges us uh, towards service. Uh, As we are called to touch the lives of those around us to make a difference uh, in the lives of people whom God has sent our way, and oftentimes service is not, uh, serving others is not seen as something that is pretty. Sometimes it's a very dirty, difficult task. But it is what God has called us to do in order that we might uh, give his name glory. Or as Matthew chapter 5 says, let our light shine before men that they may see our good work and glorify our Father which is in heaven. Jesus in chapter 13 realizes that he has less than a day to live. And the question is, if you knew today that you had less than 24 hours to live, what would your response be? What would your agenda be? What would be those things that would be part of priority? And in John chapter 13, Jesus gives us a gateway into his heart about what his, his desire is as he is winding down his life and he is about to go back to his father as he is finishing and accomplishing finishing his mission here on earth, that which is to seek to save uh, those which were lost. The uh, the text begins in John chapter 13 that it was just before the Passover as they were celebrating uh, their annual event of remembering where God had delivered them out of Egypt, out of a tough situation. They were just about to finish the Passover festival. And Jesus knew, Jesus knew that the hour or the time had come for him to leave this world. And over and over in the book of John, in John chapter 2, verse 4, and John chapter 7, verses 6 through 8, and verse 13, and John chapter 8, verse 20, and John chapter 12, verses 23 and 27, uh, over and over again, uh, Jesus says, my hour, my time has not yet come. I have not finished all that God has sent me to accomplish here on this earth. But here it is in John chapter 13, verse 1. 
it says that the hour had come now for him to leave this world and to go back to his father. He had accomplished his mission of redemption. He, is, he would have accomplished his mission of saving those who were, who were lost. In fact, it says that Jesus stuck with it to the goal. He loved his own who were in the world, and he loved them to the end. That he came, and he, he as in, we read in John chapter 3, verse 16, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He loved his own, and in spite of the challenges that he faced on earth, in spite of the rejection, in spite of those who wanted to kill him, he never gave up. He stayed focused in on the goal. He loved his own, loved him to the end. As they are now coming to this meal, as Jesus is about to eat the final meal with his disciples, as they, uh, as the, the meal was in process, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that that time was almost up and that he was about to go to his father. His father had put all things under his power. And oftentimes when they would come to these meals, there was a servant there that would wash the disciples' feet as, as they would travel the dirty and dusty roads of Palestine to, to get to their location. They would oftentimes become dirty. Their feet would become dirty again. And so it was, it was customary that the homeowner would have a person there that would wash the feet of their guests. Jesus, at this point, realizing that there was no one there to wash the disciples' feet, to wash the feet of his guests. Verse 4 says, he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothes, and wrapped a towel around his waist. He did a task that everyone knew that should have been done. But nobody there was willing to do it for somebody else. After all, certainly you don't think that I would wash your dirty feet. It was a task that, that anyone could have done, but nobody was willing to do it. You probably heard the story about the four men named everybody, somebody, anybody, and nobody. It goes on that there was a very important task that needed to be done. And everybody was sure that somebody would do it. Well, the reality is, is, Anybody could have done it, but nobody did it. As a result, somebody got angry about it because it was everybody's job. Everybody thought that anybody could do it, but nobody realized that everybody couldn't do it and wouldn't do it. And so as a result, it ended up that everybody 
blame somebody when nobody did what anybody could have done. And that is the situation where they find themselves when an opportunity to serve others arose. Everybody saw that it was a need. Somebody could have taken the task or as, as their own. It was a job that anybody could have done, but nobody was willing to do it. Because after all, it's a dirty job. After all, it's a point of service that nobody really wanted to do. In fact, they had argued back and forth early on in the book of Matthew about who would be the greatest. I mean, that's all that we want. We don't want to take on a humble task. We don't want to take on a task where we have to stoop so low. We want to be great. And we want to pursue greatness. And Jesus reminded his disciples in the book of Matthew that if you want to be great, you receive greatness by becoming a servant, according to Matthew chapter 20, verse 26. That if you want to be great, then you serve. Jesus seeing the need that anyone could have done. Jesus, taking on the responsibility of cleaning his disciples' feet. Verse 4 says he got up from the meal that day. They were enjoying. Took off his outer clothes and wrapped himself and took on the robe of a servant. After he poured the water, according to verse 5 in the basin, he began to wash his disciples' feet and drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. And when he came to Simon Peter, Simon Peter said, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Certainly, certainly, Lord, you're, you're not going to wash my feet. I'm not going to let you. Wash my feet. Jesus replied, you do not realize what I'm doing, but later on you will understand. And if you notice verse 6, he says, no. But verse 8, he, he says in verse 6, Lord. But in verse 8, he says, no. And we all know those two phrases shouldn't go together. If he is the Lord, our answer should always be yes. No, no, Lord. Because, see, and the reason why I say, Lord, you're not going to wash my feet is because, Jesus, if this was a reverse situation, certainly I wouldn't wash these guys' feet. I would not be willing to serve them. I would not be willing, Peter says, to take on a role of a servant 
because I'm much more important than that. And certainly, Jesus, if you are our Lord, if you are our master, if you are our teacher, you shouldn't have to take on this responsibility of washing the feet of these individuals, taking on the role of a servant, of a slave. Jesus replied, Unless I wash you, Peter, you have no part with me. Unless, Peter, you are willing to allow me to wash your feet and clean you of the dirt that you've picked up, we can't fellowship. Peter replied, well, don't stop with my feet. Wash my hands and my head as well. To which Jesus replied that if you have had a bath, You need only to wash your feet. The whole body is clean. That God has cleaned you, but there are sometimes in life's journey that you pick up some dirt and you need to have it cleansed in order that we may maintain true, genuine fellowship with one another. Peter, If I don't wash your feet, our fellowship will be interrupted. And you won't learn the lesson that I'm trying to teach you. He says, those who have had a bath and don't have their feet washed, their whole body is clean. But I know there is one there that's going to betray me. And, And he is not clean. He is not clean. He's hung with me three years. He's seen the miracles. He has experienced the blessings of God, but he has not made a change, and that is Judas. And it's not not enough just to talk about and run with Jesus. You must make sure you've made that commitment to follow him. Jesus as he is serving his disciples, Jesus, as he gets up from that meal where he was enjoying, takes off his clothes, puts on the robe and the garments of a servant to drive home a point that we are all called to serve others who are at a point of need in their lives. Verse 12 says, when he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and he returned to his place. When he had finished washing their feet, when he had finished serving them, When he had finished doing an act of kindness, although it was a dirty act of having to wash dirty feet, he put back on his clothes and he went back to his place. He raises the question to his disciples, do you understand what I've done to you for you? Fellas, he says, 
Do you get it? In Matthew, I'm sorry, in the book of Philippians, chapter 2, it tells us about Jesus who was in heaven, who had all the glory of heaven, but he realized there was a great need. There was a need to enter a dirty society, a society with broken, messed up people to die for their sins. And so Philippians says that he put aside his divine garments, his royalty, and he was willing to put on the form and take the form of a servant to pay the price for mankind. And he died. But God has risen him up and exhorted him that he would have a name above all names. So that after he has died for mankind, after he has died for our sins, God allowed him to return and gave him a name above every name. He was willing to take on the role of a servant. He was willing to meet the need for our redemption. He was willing to serve us. Jesus says, you call me master and Lord, and rightly so, for, for this is what I do. Now, if I, the Lord, your master and teacher, have washed or served others and washed your feet, certainly you should wash or serve others. We're so thankful for our partnership with uh, Rock Point. That is a sense, that is in a sense, in a way, of allowing us to wash the feet of those who are hurting, allowing us to meet the felt needs of individuals as a way of allowing us to share with them their real need of relationship with Jesus Christ. In a community where 96 of the children come from a single parent home and 56% of grandchildren are raising at least one grandchild it is often a difficult task for kids to stay on task in school because single mothers often don't have the time to help their children and grandmothers oftentimes don't know how to help their children. And so we provide a homework center where children can come Monday through Thursday to get help with their homework, to get a healthy snack in order that they can stay on task in school. It is a way of serving hurting children. And so that's another way in which many of you may connect with us and, and have connected with us in the past of helping us to tutor, to work with, to provide a healthy snack with kids. We realize that a number of individuals are coming out of prison and, and many times the recidivism rate is so high because when they get out, their family is no longer there. And many times they end up reoffending in order in order. Uh, to, to survive. 
And so we, through the Philemon House, provides an opportunity for men who we have worked with in prison to come out to have a successful reentry back into the community. It is a difficult task, but it is a way of serving. Many of your children have come down who have helped us to serve the homeless. Many individuals who oftentimes go day, who go, will go days without eating, who are living in cardboard boxes and vacant buildings and vacant cars. Coming in, sharing a meal, touching them at a point of a need as a way of providing them hope in Christ Jesus. Washing dirty feet. Many kids in the community have gotten in trouble early in the law because they didn't have direction. They didn't have anyone to help them to stay on task. And so we provide a school that assists young people between the ages of 16 and 21 to get back on their feet, to get their high school diploma, to go off to college. And many of them are there, uh, are the first high school graduates in their community. A way of serving, of letting our light shine to connect with people who are in need. Here, we know of Rock Point's desire to be a missional church, a church that looks beyond its walls to those who are hurting, to those who are in need of being a church that continues to meet people at that need in their lives as a way of helping them to find hope in Christ. Jesus says, I'm setting you a pattern. I'm setting you an example that you should be willing to follow. Of meeting the needs of those who are hurting. Of meeting the needs of those who may be dirty. Of meeting the needs who may be different. Of those who may be different. Because as we oftentimes remind our church that no matter how difficult it may be in your life now, that there is always someone who is worse off than you. Jesus says that is our example. To be willing to take on the role of a servant to those who are in need around us. To, really, to be willing to enter into their hurt and their pain. To show them that there is really hope in Christ. And after all, Jesus says in verse 18, certainly no servant is greater than the master, it, it, no servant is greater than his master, or no messenger greater than the one who has sent him. And if I am willing to serve, certainly we as his children should be willing to serve as well. In Matthew chapter 25, Jesus makes it plain and clear that in the last days, no one will ask, how many friends did you have? How many cars did you have? How big was your house? His question in the judgment will be, when I was hungry, did you feed me? When I was naked, did you clothe me? When I was a stranger, did you take me in? 
When I was in prison, did you visit me? Because when you have done it unto the least of these my servants, you have done it unto me. Brother Charlie, always and oftentimes keep ways in which our friends at Rock Point can connect to the needs of those in other communities where people are hurting. And Jesus says there's even a benefit to us as his servants when we are faithful to serve. That not only do we help individuals, not only do we meet their needs, not only do we share with them the hope that is available in Christ, not only do we give them a a sense of purpose and dignity, but he says in verse 17, now that you know these things, You will be blessed if you do that. Because Jesus says there is a blessing in our service. There's a blessing when we give ourselves away. There's a blessing when we touch the lives of other other individuals. There's a song that we often sing that if I can help somebody as I travel along, if I can cheer somebody with a word or a song, if I can show somebody that he is traveling wrong, then my living will not be in vain. Jesus is challenging us. He is simply asking us to do what he has done. Moving beyond your comfort zone, being willing to serve somebody else, to take on the role of a servant. It is because in serving, God will truly say that is greatness. Because he who wants to be great among you must be willing to serve others. Thank you so much. Let us pray as our worship team comes. Our great God, how we thank you so much for the call to serve. Thank you so much that you were willing when we were lost in our sins when we had no hope, that you were willing to lay aside all the glories of heaven to take on this role to be our Savior. And so, Father, we would pray that you would help us to have a heart of service. Thank you that you've called us to do something that everybody can do to make a difference in the lives of those around us. For we pray that you would again touch our hearts and help us to serve someone this day. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.